Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my initial reaction response video to the Bungie stream that went on June 6th live on Twitch Mixer and YouTube. They were all over the place. It was a huge announcement, huge day. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me on twitch.tv slash rage. Most times I'm live when these videos hit, but I'm, I'm in LA, so maybe not. Just follow the channel so you don't miss out on the streams. This is when I do the Q&A segments. This video is going to be... I'm going to make it as good as I can. It'll be a little rambling and a little unorganized. You guys are very accustomed to me being very organized with my thoughts and very direct. This was an absolute monsoon of information, excitement, and hype. And not just not just trailers and hyped up videos, but but transparency and honesty and, and hope for the future. It was, it was very well crafted, and I want to break the video into three parts. I want to talk about the opening with Luke Smith and Mark Noseworthy, which I think was a very, very good thing to do. Have both of them come out front and center and talk to the community. So I'm going to talk about that. Then I want to talk about the ViDoc they did, the VidDoc they did, where they kind of walked through everything they're hoping to accomplish and what they're trying to do. There was so much jam-packed in there. I'm probably going to miss something. I will miss something they talked about. I promise you. There was so much information in the vid doc. And then I want to talk about the Q&A session that they had with Datto. Props to Datto for doing that session. He did a great job. And he was a he was a class act, and the, and Luke Smith was even kind enough to like give him some love and compassion about another second place world's race. Uh, so mad respect for Dado for how he handled both the race itself as well as the Q and A session. So let me just try and fly through this and give you my thoughts. There's there is so much in here. There is so many significant things to today that I, I think some people are going to miss those significant things, and I want to try and highlight those instead of just being like another hype machine. Okay, so the opening. One of the most big, big, I think, important things we don't want to gloss over is they are donning and accepting the term MMO now. They are accepting you to refer to the game as an MMO, an action MMO, or an MMO action game. Wherever you want to put action probably doesn't matter. I appreciated them saying we want to embrace that more fully, and Luke was very much stressing they want to add more depth and more stats. I think that's important. Luke also used the word vision a lot. And I continue to tell people that a lot of the folks leaving the company, a lot of what's happening right now is a unified vision. And Luke very much echoed that numerous times throughout today and the stream about the vision for the game and where they want to go. So this is not just about jamming stats into the current game, but creating a game where your they called it like a monster dis, monster killing machine they use that phrase a bunch that's like a new buzzword for them which i found interesting which i think might lead to some of the min maxing you're going to need to be pretty strong to be a monster killing machine so right up right from the outset they really were wanting to sort of embrace like this is where we want to go this is okay to say about our game now then they really leaned into wanting the social aspects of the game to improve as well. And this is where crossplay was announced for all platforms. The leaks were indicating that Sony was not on board. The Stadia Google announcement even said pending, you know, Sony approval. They were applying a lot of pressure to Sony. I think the cross save thing was leaked on purpose. It applied really, really good pressure to Sony. You did not want to have Google announcing Stadia and saying, yeah, Sony's not Sony. You can't get cross save with Sony. And then you didn't want Bungie to get on their big stage. It was the third highest directory on Twitch. Uh, It was the third highest game being viewed on Twitch. And you don't want that level of viewership and exposure being one where your name is sullied and sort of drugged through the mud. Even if they're nice about it, they have to say, sorry, Sony's not playing ball. Sony literally at the 11th hour agreed to this. uh, 
articles are indicating within 24 hours of this stream, they they agreed to allow cross saved. I'm sorry, I said cross play. I am so sorry. Cross save. I need to stop doing that. That's a, that's a big mistake. That's not a normal. That <laughs> they're not related to each other at all. So cross save is coming. They want you to be able to play anywhere. That was a, that was a phrase they used. They want you to be able to play anywhere. And uh, this is the way they're going to achieve that. They also want to really lean into the world evolving. They referenced the Dreaming City and how that was always changing and things were different. They said that that was was a first taste of how they want to do that. And they want it to feel more like a game that you put a lot of time in and have a really good experience. Have those monumental moments. And Luke referenced his experience in World of Warcraft. Uh, and then again, they kept using the phrase "played anywhere." Now, one of the one of the challenges is with a game in a franchise that's standing this long and not launching a brand new game, but continuing to invest in Destiny Two. One of the challenges is getting people in the game. And as I said this morning before this video even went live, I said getting people in the game is one thing. Like the rumors about the game being free to play were flying around. Getting people into the game is one thing acclimating them so that they partake is completely different accessibility is always going to be a challenge and their solution is called destiny 2 new light so starting in september you will be able to get destiny 2 and all of its dlc for free up to that point so shadow keeps going to cost you money and every season after that will cost you money but everything up to that point will be free you will get destiny 2 new light you will do the very first mission from destiny 1 where it's like a tutorial press b to crouch press this for for melee and you'll play through that mission it'll take you to the tower and then once you're at the tower you'll be like 750 and you'll be able to go to all the destinations sort of in a in an acclimative process they're going to make they're going to said you're going to you're going to unlock the destinations in a, in a way so it's not like all of a sudden there's there's what is it now eight destinations uh, that in total, it'll be a little overwhelming. They're gonna go. T- they're gonna go through a process. They're gonna go through an entire process. You. They said that you'd be able to play the Forsaken campaign when they were asked during the Datto interview. So maybe they misspoke. She said people in chat are correcting me, saying Forsaken's not included. She said that you can do the Forsaken campaign. Maybe you can't do all of Forsaken. Maybe it's a limited amount. Because she said you'll be able to do the Forsaken campaign if you want when they were talking about Destiny New Light. So maybe she misspoke. So maybe it's just Destiny 2 Year 1, and then Forsaken will be at a, like a discounted cost or something, and then the annual pass. She said Patrol Zones. I swore she said the campaign, so maybe I misspoke. So Forsaken is probably not included then. Um, I must have misheard. I apologize. It was a lot of information. Oh, she said you can go to the destination, so the destinations are not locked. Thank you for the clarification in chat people going to the YouTube comments probably to correct me. So, it's basically Destiny 2 Year 1. But you're 750. So if you decide to buy Forsaken, or that annual pass, or Shadowkeep, you'll be at level, and you'll be ready to rock and roll. Okay? So, that's how New Light's gonna work. Now, even though I got some of the information wrong, the point is this is a free entry point into Destiny Year 1 to get you into the game, to get you experiencing it, and you can catch up with your friends right away. If you're 750 and you want to get into Opulence, if you want to get into, in this case, Shadowkeep, you're gonna be right there in step with your friends. Now, beyond that, pricing's changing. It'll be $35 for Shadowkeep. Every season after that, you'll be able to buy a la carte. And they even were very frank and honest. They said, expecting you to pay for content that you hadn't even heard about yet or wasn't even officially announced yet is a tall order. And so they were very honest about how that's going to change as well. 
And you don't need to play any of the previous content or DLC to jump into Shadowkeep. So you can get Destiny 2 New Light, find yourself having a good time, buy Shadowkeep, and jump in. You'll be 750, you'll be ready to rock and roll, you don't gotta touch anything unless you want to. And no more platform exclusives. Luke Smith said that at least twice. No more platform exclusivity as far as strikes, weapons, etc. So players are winning significantly here with cross-save, no more exclusivity, a free-to-play entry point to speed, like get people speedily up to snuff so they can play with you if they're wanting to join in, an evolving game, adopting the MMO style and genre, and then adding, you know, adding more depth. Now, when they went into the vid doc, this is the second part of the video, and I'm going to try to go fast so this video is not too long. When they got into the vid doc, we really started to see there was a transmog system. They were infusing the perks to, to, so you could get the perk that you wanted on the item that you liked. That was an idea that we put out a long time ago. I, I, I don't like the idea of changing the appearance of raid gear. If it's raid gear, it's raid gear. It should have the raid title and the raid appearance. But if you want to infuse perks into it, that's a system that's already in Destiny. That makes sense. It looks like that's what we're going to get. Another thing that I was a big proponent of was stronger legendary weapons. Taking the legendaries and the perk system stronger. And in the video, they showed this thing where the guy was like adding perks to stuff. And he said, this is going to be basically close to an exotic. That's exactly where we need to go. Investment in the gear, beyond investment in the gear, power in the gear, so we don't need to feel so, you know, handicapped and, and hamstrung by exotics. So that was very promising. The thing I want to take away from the vid doc, I'm not going to be able to go through everything they said in that vid doc. It was very long, and it was really exciting. The thing I want to take away from it is they were very much driving home the point that this is the destiny they wanted to build. This is the game that they've wanted to build for a long time. There was very much, there was, Paul Tassi said there was palpable frustration with Activision in this video. There were a lot of things that you could tell they were saying and then now that they're getting to do and wanted to do that they were not able to do up to this point. I said, after they jettisoned with Activision, I said, I envision this is the true beginning of Destiny. This is it. This is year one. This is the true starting point. We go up from here. And I believe everything they outlined in this talk and video is their vision for how we get there. Lastly, the Q&A session with Datto. I want to applaud them for doing this, and I don't want to gloss over how significant this was. This was a developer sitting down and talking about and being honest about why they can't do updates as fast, why they don't do updates as fast, why every single annual pass can't have a bunch of stuff for every single type of player. And it was good to hear those answers. It was good to get that perspective. A lot of developers would not do what they did. And inviting Datto to be a part of the interview, I think was a very smart play. Bring a community member who he did not ask like, 2020 Diane Sawyer ball busting questions but he asked questions that were important to know about and they told him not to ask about trials and he did anyway (laughs) so uh, good on him for doing that I think that was a very good way to end it to say this is and and they mentioned a couple times in the video too this is a conversation that needs to continue to happen this is not a this is not a one way you know telephone conversation this is a two way conversation this is a symbiotic relationship and I'm very excited about the future. I'm excited for Shadowkeep. It looks amazing. And I'm excited that Luke Smith can be our Moses and take us to the promised land. Because I trust in his vision for the game. And I trust that Bungie has the passion and the love to do it. I truly believe they love this game as much as we do. Which is why I think we're, we're only going to just begin to see the things that we've always wanted to see. It's going to take a while. It's not going to happen overnight. But I believe we're going to start to see this game turn into the game we always knew that it could be. 
So I'm going to end the video there and we're going to do Q&A. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that happened after the Bungie stream revealing the next era of Destiny. They talked about Shadowkeep and all the changes coming to the game. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If I'm not live, follow the channel. I am traveling right now, so when this hits a lot of the feeds, I probably will not be live, but you can support me by following the channel. Or if you're YouTube, subscribing and liking. Thanks for listening, by the way, in all the audio formats as well. I'm just going to jump right into the questions here. Don't want to waste any time. We have a lot to talk about, and probably a ridiculous amount of questions have been submitted. Milky, what do you think Bungie will do with people who have substantial progress on multiple platforms? Merge or make you choose one? Well, I don't know. There was a screenshot. There was a screenshot of the flow of how you'll do it. I'm going to tell you that I think merging is unlikely. That doesn't mean they won't let you do it. I just find that to be unlikely. I would think they w- you would have to choose one platform. The reason for that would be you could game that system later on. So, at any point in time, you can cross-save. And the reason for that is is they you can play with you know your friends. So you would be able to, like, do the raids on all the platforms and get extra drops and then, like, sync the players. You know what I'm saying? You could always have, like, you could basically do, think about it like this. You could do three characters on your your PC and then on your extra account, on your extra platforms, you could always just have an empty character slot that you make a brand new character and you give him all the gear and then he gets to run and you could, like, sync down any drops he gets. I, I just think being able to to merge has too many potential pitfalls of being like get people gaming the system. It's easier to say, nope, you pick one, you go with it, and then that's your one going forward. So Mass Chaos says, What are you excited for most? I'm gonna be honest, I I think Shadow Keep looks amazing. I absolutely love Eris Morn. I think she is fantastic. They they did they showed some of the mocap of the actress and her doing the lines and it gave me chills. She adds a she adds a depth to the game that I think is needed. I love the darkness coming back front and center. Uh, it's very, 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 very exciting. I think it's good for the game. I think that the, the prospect of fighting Crota, Atheon, Axis, and all these people again is really exciting. And I know people get all like recycled content, bleh, but like to me. That stuff is so iconic and so memorable. It needs to come back in some way. I would love to fight Crota. I would love to get weapons that look similar to that era of the game. And if people are going to criticize that and cry about recycled content, I I don't understand what's... If, if it's so old, right? How much value and attachment do you have to like brand new guns that come out right now? Not much. They're exciting and you chase them. But there's something cool about a nostalgic chase. And I'm going to use Age of Triumph as an example. Age of Triumph is a time in the game where we were chasing exotic versions of weapons that we had before. And it was actually a really, it was actually like a really, really strong motivation for people to jump into the raid each week. And I, I, I feel like this could be a similar time to have some of the, it'll be re- gear, you know, gear reminiscent of that era. So I'll be interested to see what they do with all the other NPCs and loot pools, though. 
given that Luke Smith said the way they did DLC in the past and storytelling in the past was it was Monster of the Week. Like you fought Crota, and then you fought Skolas, and then you fought Oryx. It was Monster of the Week, like they're the centerpiece monster, and the story's not necessarily all tied together. He said he feels like in this, in the, at this time, they're actually, you know, unveiling the story in a, in a, you know, a more, it's all more interwoven. And I don't know what that means though for the loot. Do they feel that all the systems are also needing to still be interwoven and maintained within within Destiny? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But that that that's what I'm most excited for. I'm just there's there's a part of me that's slightly concerned about the rest of the encounters. Are we ever going to see a reuse of Escalation Protocol, the Blind Well, the Forge in Curse of Osiris, the Forges? You know, will the Forges ever get you know repurposed and retooled from Black Armory? Will Reckoning ever get a facelift? These are questions that I have whenever I see them do this because. I'm always excited for new content, but I'm also excited for the game to feel really broad and and almost, if I have too much to do each week, you know, that kind of a thing. I want all those, as somebody in chat saying, I want those containers retooled. Yes, same. As well as how much cool looking gear from year one is just left behind in probably the worst era of Destiny. Year one of Destiny 2 is probably the worst. And it'd be cool to have those weapons and those pieces of armor and those NPCs get some love. And as I've said many times, that's just a dangerous line to walk. If they if they they reuse, if they reuse stuff like that, it can it can it can bring a lot of ire and a lot of a lot of criticism. And I think they have to package it in the right way, or it can be it can become a major point of criticism. And we, I, I think we need to start making the right criticisms. Is one of the things I always say. Can we talk about the substance of the content? Can we talk about the gear? And it looks like they're wanting to talk about that with the gear investment and things they showed us. EPK fail. With the ability to cross-save allow us to cross-play with other consoles? No, I misspoke. I didn't mean to say cross-play during my video. It's really easy to say cross-play because that's a, that's a bigger and more needed feature. But cross-save means you can... You can you, like, let's imagine that Tuesday you boot up and you run a raid on Xbox with your buddies and then Wednesday the next day rolls around and you have some friends who play on PC and you want to play with them cross save means that you can you got to boot up your PC though all your stuff's there and you have you have two raids left that you can run if you have three characters so you ran Tuesday with your Xbox buddies you run Wednesday with your PC buddies and you play P- you know now that's not cross play you're not booting up your Xbox to play with your PC friends, but you have the option to boot up on another platform and all your stuff is there. It's a win. It's a it's a play anywhere, but not play with anybody kind of a thing. You can play with anybody, but you have to you have to be on their platform. K2S0. Can you explain this partnership with Google? I haven't heard much about and I want to understand. I don't know much about the Stadia. It was announced today. I mean, it was obviously kind of leaked and announced, but this is like their first official announcement. It's the new uh, Stadia is essentially a new like platform for gaming from Google, and that's about all I know. I don't want to misspeak and say anything. It's not true. <laughs> I already did that a couple times by saying cross-play instead of cross-save by mistake. Uh, the uh, Theacria says, Do you think you'll have to buy the base game again? For cross save to another console, 
more than likely, more than likely, I would say you with, well, here's the thing with in September with Destiny New Light, you'd probably not have to buy the base game and you wouldn't have to buy uh, Curse of Osiris or, or Warmind, but you'd need to buy all relevant content, right? You would need to buy all relevant content. You'd need to buy Forsaken, the three, the, you know, the annual pass that followed Forsaken that has Forge, Drifter, and Opulence, and then you'd need to buy the new DLC, and you'd probably have to buy it, uh, you'd probably have to buy all the stuff that, like, you can't just boot up on PC and get new light. I wouldn't be surprised if they tell you you need to own all that product. Because if you have black armory weapons, then you need to own the black armory. If you have Forsaken gear, you need to own Forsaken on PC. I don't know if they're going to do that in a way that makes sense, though. Like, how are they going to tell you, hey, you're wearing a full armor set from Forsaken. You have to own Forsaken on PC if you're going to play over here. I'm not really sure... I mean, because New Light is essentially Destiny 2 Year 1, and then you can go to Forsaken Places, but you can't play any of the the content from Forsaken. Because New Light is free, but New Light is still, it's just base, it's just the base game Year 1 game. Dark uh, Taco. And the reason they're doing that is is that you're never going to need to play. You're not going to need to play Forsaken to play Shadowkeep. You can skip seasons if you want, and you can just catch up with everybody. Uh, seeing how the community is reacting to the Menagerie, could we foresee more six-man match-made activities in the future like Shadowkeep to retool some of the current containers in Blind Well? Well, maybe not. We don't even need to, we don't even need to do anything with Blind Well, but they could make new six-man activities that are match-made that follow the same pattern of menagerie. Uh, you could just apply a couple of standards. You say it's not failable, and then you layer benefits for playing well and playing organized. You know, you don't want it to be too easy to where people are like, this is boring and kind of stupid. This feels like a game built for kids. Like, I was playing a game with my wife on the Switch, and it was a platformer. It was like the Kirby All-Star game or whatever. And it didn't challenge us at all. You could literally just hold forward and mash the, the button and beat virtually everything. And any puzzle that popped up, it told you how to solve the puzzle. It told you where to put what and how to grab what and everything else. And it was boring. So we started playing the Yoshi game. And Yoshi's game was simple wasn't that challenging, but it got harder and harder the further we advanced. Every level had secrets and things we had to unlock and search for that was challenging. You had to kind of like replay levels multiple times to get all the red coins and things like that. And it was it was fun, but it still had that fun, accessible nature to it. Like, if I wanted to play the Yoshi game with my wife and just go point A to point B and just beat the levels, we could do that if we wanted to. But if we wanted to play more complex and go more deep with it and find and unlock all the things, which we started doing, it was a lot more enjoyable. The Menagerie is kind of like that. Real accessible, jump in, beat it. You don't have to be amazing. You don't have to be optimized. You don't even have to beat all the hard enemies. You can virtually, like, just phone it in. But you're gonna. it's going to take you longer. You get benefits for playing with that more aggressive, more optimized, you know, higher level players are going to feel more rewarded if they play intelligently. And that's a good spectrum. That is essentially 
the menagerie the menagerie brings something to destiny that i've been saying it needs for a really long time and that's difficulty spectrum so that people that are on the low end that just want to be casual as dado lovingly called them johnny two sticks they just want to shoot bad guys it's fun to see their heads blow up it's cool to see the loot drop on the ground it will you got to satisfy Johnny's two sticks and you got to satisfy Johnny's sweatband. Like, you have to satisfy both players and difficulty spectrum helps with that. And I feel like the menagerie, the menagerie is an answer to the absence of difficulty spectrum because each encounter in the menagerie gets harder and harder. It has built in difficulty spectrum that can be ignored or capitalized upon depending on the player's desire. So, lost to light says so how will cross save work with having multiple platforms will i have to buy shadow keep this already answered this more than likely you'll have to buy anything that's monetized at that time yes multiple times would be my guess uh the untouchable was there a mention of when cross save begins i believe everything that we heard today is september they may have an acclimation process over the summer uh so that the cross save may be sooner but September is when Destiny New Light hits and then Shadowkeep hits. Uh, September 17th is what somebody in chat is saying. Bungie tweeted September 17th for cross save. There you go. That's an official date. There may be an acclimation process leading up to the 17th to make sure you've chosen the account that you want to run with. But 17th is when it's going to be put into action. It's High Noon says that they talk about improving or changing leveling and or RNG. Well, it's interesting that their answer to people that want to jump into the game is called Destiny New Light, which will put them right at 750. That's a change because the surge bounties don't do that. Surge bounties put you 10 under the, 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 the previous max power. So that's a bit of a change. They didn't make any mentions about changing leveling. I would anticipate as they trot out information about Shadowkeep, I'm going to speculate and theorize now that leveling is going to be changed and iterated upon because I believe it's problematic. Imagine getting a bunch of new players to try out Destiny. You got cross save. You got Destiny 2 New Light and a bunch of people jump in and they get in at 750, which is great. It jump starts them. They can jump into the content, but then they have to start leveling. And if they experience something that betrays that that accessibility that jumping and play man isn't this fun if it betrays that then that would be my concern is those people then be turned off the reason i think they're going to change leveling here's 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 how i'm going to theorize it the spirit of destiny 2 new new light they said they want it to just feel like you're always in the end game that to me right that to me says your the spirit of that is we just want people to get to the end game so leveling is more than likely going to be streamlined and sped up or made better you know what i'm saying like why would you why would you want people to like jump in and be like man let's let's jump in and play and then you got to go through this long arduous like drawn out rng based leveling system so Far West Fox says, do you think we will fight all those past bosses again, like a raid or a horde mode? I'm not sure how it's going to play out. I mean, Crota was not in his home base. He was not in, he was not in the Dark Below raid. He was somewhere else. 
So I'm not sure where we're going to fight them and how, but they're showing up. They're back. We saw almost all of them. We saw Atheon, Crota. Somebody said they saw Axis. I'm going to come over it. People are going to come over the trailer and zoom in and stuff. We can't do the usual Zapruder film here. I'm not really set up for it. Um, I'd have to... Well, I suppose I could watch chat on my mobile and go full screen so I could see what you guys are saying. Next question. Uh, Linitus Gaming says, Do you think Stadia will be its own platform or be part of console PC community? It's going to be its own platform. That's like, As far as I know, that's the whole point of it. Ford Machine. Is cross-save merging uh, accounts or one dominant account? No, no merging. No merging. One dominant account. Gale Play says, Would it make more sense to start at power zero at New Light and basically make current power 750 to zero? Is there a reason to have zero to 749 power in-game after New Light? Oh. So you're meaning to start at power zero at New Light and basically make current power 750 to zero. Well, yeah, I don't know exactly what they're going to do with other people at that point. Are they just going to ca- are they just going to bring everybody to 750 or do like another inaugural like quest where you're, everybody's going to be made 750. Again, like the spirit of the spirit of the new light system is that they want people to just be in the end game. So my thought process is they're going to make leveling pretty basic and straightforward and more linear because that you don't want to betray that philosophy. Hey, everybody come jump in. We want you to just be in the endgame. We want you to just enjoy the content. And then you're going to put a bunch of leveling hurdles in front of people that you don't hit or you miss or you don't level up because of RNG. I just, I cannot see them continuing in this leveling system after the way they, the way they portrayed and couched New Light. I I really don't think they're going to do that. Buttery Badger. For cross-save, do you think they'll combine all progress through your accounts because, yeah, people are asking that same question a lot. It's gonna You're going to have to pick one account. Thank you, uh, Irish Tide, for the resub. That's a whole year. Red Badge, appreciate you. If I've missed your resub or your bits, guys, I am sorry. I'm off-site. I'm in L.A. for EA Play and E3. Uh, so I appreciate you being here. If you've been enjoying the content, remember to click follow. We don't really do, like, sub-drives and sub-goals and subathons, But uh, click and follow is a free and easy way to support what I do. I appreciate you guys very, very much. The support's just been massive today. Valiant says they said they wanted to feel like you go straight to the end game. That points very strongly to a change in the leveling system. I 100% agree with that. That's exactly what I've been echoing. Is that that that's a that is a that is a a, a philosophy shift uh, in in the game. That's a huge philosophy shift in the game, and I think that's important because that means they're seeing what I've said all this time. I've said all this time, I've said if if, if leveling is sort of overridden, if it's overridden by the hardcore player, two weeks in, three weeks in, we're at max level. That's, that's a quick run for a three-month-long a three season. So leveling is not content for the, the hardcore screen, the, the, the hardcore player, right? Um... I think I think some questions are getting deleted, so it might have shifted on me. Um, so like leveling is not content, is what I'm trying to say. If the 
if the hardcore players are just burning through leveling super duper fast, it's not content for them. How does leveling function then in the game? All it does is function as a hurdle and a frustration for every other player that can't play 10 hours a day or gets bad RNG. So it seems to me they're them saying we just want people to be basically in the end game all the time. That to me communicates that leveling isn't content, right? It's not content. It's not content for the hardcore and it doesn't serve as content for the casual. So get rid of it or just make it just happen so naturally that you don't really think about it. Somebody asked me once, when was the leveling best in Destiny? And I said, when I didn't have to think about it. I should be focusing on looking dope and getting really dope gear and getting the drops that I want with the rolls that I want. That's what I should be focusing on. So, As high as I am gifting five subs to the community, thank you for doing that, dude. Uh, had to resubmit, sorry, I asked, do you think the previous raid bosses will be engaged in an arena style like Prison of Elders or have their own thing? I don't know, dude. I, there's no way for me to speculate on that. It could be a boss rush. Any idea on thoughts when Cross A's release? We already answered that. September. Will any future plans uh, be in the annual pass or silver? Will those be cross-saved to all platforms? Again, I I have doubts I have doubts that they're going to... Cross-save does not mean cross-purchase. You guys, we have to understand that, right? So when you when you cross-save in, in, in Dauntless, it's a free-to-play game. But in other games that offer cross-save, you have to buy the stuff again. It's, I think it's hard because a lot of the cross-save examples we could give is like Fortnite and Dauntless. Well, you those are free games. So obviously... If you buy a skin, that comes with you. As high as I am, gifted a tier three sub to Blue Moxie. That's ridiculous. Thank you. So cross save is not cross purchase. Does that make sense? I don't know. I I think buying a skin is different. Think about it. If you that because that's an item. If I buy something from the Eververse in Destiny, that's coming with my character wherever I go. But buying content is different. So I don't know. It'd be. It, I'm I'm curious how they're gonna how they're gonna square that, because buying a skin or a ghost or a sparrow is an item. You are buying an item in the game, and that comes with you. But are they gonna translate that and say, oh yes, and if you buy Shadow Keep, it comes with you everywhere. Um, if you bought the ornament, if it's saved or unlocked for you, it will come with you because uh, it's it's part of your save. Yeah, I'm saying there's a difference between that and content. I don't know. Thank you for the thousand bits, Kush. Next question. Uh, Grim Grim Brother. What are your thoughts on the armor perk choices uh, compared to your transmog theory? Well, originally, if you go way, way back, I didn't do a video on this, so it'd be hard to find, but originally, anytime transmog came up, I said, it makes more sense to me that instead of transmog, we should be able to infuse perks. Infusing the properties of one item into the properties of another is a system that already exists in Destiny. So it makes more sense to me to work within existing systems because that stays true to the identity. It didn't feel like it stayed true to the identity for me to say, here's a pair of raid gauntlets and now they look like 
Shattered Throne Gauntlets, but they still have the Raid Gauntlets title. So that was what was always confusing to me. It's like, if I transmog, is it going to change the title? Now, I came up with another idea on how I'd be okay with it with the ornament system. I said, well, they would still be Raid Gauntlets that would have all the Raid Gauntlet properties, but it would be wearing an ornament from the Shattered Throne. Now, Bungie's going back and doing my original idea. As far as we could see from the video, it looked like you're literally infusing perks like this is a perk I've earned I found this on another item but I want to put it in these gauntlets because I think these gauntlets look the dopest now they got to be careful with armor that I, I don't I don't necessarily know if I want that system coming to the gun so you could just build a god roll that would really cheapen it but it also looked like they were expanding the gun system as far as the guy said by the time you get to this little column here it's going to be close to an exotic well that's a gun investment system that unlocks more perks now, as I've said in other videos, you start adding this level of stat min-maxing, you're going to have to have content that works. There's got to be content that's really, really challenging. I don't need to min-max in Destiny 2 right now. Nothing's that challenging. All you got to do is match Power Delta, and everything's reasonably easy to beat. Killing the adds, killing the major stuff's only really, truly hard when you're under-leveled. Now you can really challenge yourself to run things, uh, you know, super, super fast. But, uh, I think that... This system indicates that's why they said on the front end they're going to more MMO-style game. They're really going to lean into, I think, probably more challenging environments and encounters, more aspirational content that you're not really going to be able to do until you've really optimized your build. That was artifacts, not not guns. Oh, those were artifacts? I thought he said this, this weapon will be like an exotic. They were called seasonal artifacts. So when he said this would be like an exotic, he was referring to... But we don't even have artifacts in the game right now. I swear he was talking about guns. Man, so much happened. I missed some of that. Because I couldn't watch it full screen. I was having to watch it in OBS. That was the Eye of the Gate Lord artifact. Oh. No, I just rewatched it. It's artifacts. So it sounds like they're bringing artifacts back to the game. And then you'll be able to build your own over a... Oh, if it's seasonal, you'll build it over the season. That makes sense. Okay. I thought it was a gun system, so I, I think I put that in my talk, and that's that's inaccurate. I made a mistake. Oh, well. Cruxley. Do you think the additions of finishers might hint at the removal of the stomp mechanic? I don't know why they would remove the stomp mechanic just because we get finishers. That's a non-sequitur. That does not follow. Those aren't connected logically. Um, JD Tur- Turkleton why didn't anyone talk about the wall advertisement in the background with Cade 6 front and center and bigger than life I mean dude all over the Bungie studio I'm sure there's plenty of people that are dead and on the walls whether it's Cade or anybody else I don't know if that was an indication that he's coming back he did look a little different though I'd let him maybe like really analyze the image he did look slightly different more like blue grim brother what do you think of the new weapons that special hand cannon looks sweet and then i think i saw the monte carlo i mean it was cool to see their design thought process behind weapons they were giving us a picture into kind of how they think about that you know like this is kind of how we go through it um i'm having bitrate problems guys we might be certain the stream might be crashing Stream might be crashing. I think we've rebounded. We had a big frame drop there. The bit rate went a little crazy here at the hotel, but it seems to have recovered. Um, 
So tell if you can hear me and and and, and see me, just tell people to refresh if they lost the stream. Um, that was that was either Twitch or on my end. It was only six hundred and thirty-seven frames, so we're okay. And it's happening again. Let me make sure of something here. Hang on a second. Sorry for those listening to the audio version. Um, oh, that's not what I want to do. Uh, I need to open up uh, Task Manager, and I need to make sure nothing is. Uh, I need to make sure nothing's using the internet on my on my system. Um, nope, nothing is. And then I'm gonna make sure Windows Update's not running because that could be it as well. We've been rock solid for four hours, so it's kind of weird for it to suddenly be... No, Windows Update is on manual. It's not running. I'll make sure and uh, set it to disabled just in case. We may just be having an internet fluctuation in the uh, in the hotel. I am sorry. We got through the stream and we got through a talk and almost through a Q&A without any technical issues, so it's not my internet. Um, okay. Next question. I'm very interested in the Stadia. Do you think I will need to buy Forsaken? Yeah, you guys just keep asking purchasing questions, guys. I, I'm going to skip these questions from now on very quickly. I have Destiny and all characters on Xbox, but I own gaming PC. doesn't have it. With the free-to-play... Oh, my gosh. Is this literally the only question I'm going to have to answer? Can you detail how New Light actually works? I already did. I've already detailed that in the previous questions. Uh, talk about Stadia being dedicated servers. Essentially, it will be, right? No, that's not how it works. As far as I know, it's like it's str- the game is being streamed. That doesn't mean you're playing Destiny on dedicated servers. That's not it. What if I don't buy the season? What do you miss? I really didn't get that. Well, if you don't buy the season, you're not going to get anything the season comes with. If they're like, hey, in this new season, we're going to give you this new activity and this new stuff to do. And that's th- and if you don't buy that season, you don't get that stuff. Now, Luke said no exclusives and stuff like that, but he was talking about, I'm th- pretty sure he was talking about platform exclusives, like console exclusivity. I don't think he was saying, like, you can buy the next season and get all that loot from that. I mean, there's going to have to be a reason... To get the seasons, like I'm gonna skip season nine, I'm gonna buy season ten, but then I'll get everything from season nine anyway. I don't think that's the case. You're gonna need to buy them if you want the stuff. Uh, would cross save impact clan XP progression? I don't think so. If you skip a season, oh, it might, it might, because clans aren't unified. I wonder how they're gonna do that. That means you could potentially be in three clans. They'll probably just let you be in three clans, and then if you're on the Xbox, you're helping your Xbox clan. If you're on PC, you're helping your PC clan. That's how your contributions will work. But does that mean you're going to be able to get clan rewards from three different clans then? I'm wondering how they're going to do the clan system with respect to cross-save. That's a good question. Just Jace, if you skip a season, would your light level be capped and you have to catch up? Well, no. more than likely, every season is going to have catch-up mechanics. So let's say, let's say season 9 takes everybody to 900 and then season 10 is going to take everybody to 950 well you're going to go into season 10 if you skip season 9 you're going to be 850 you didn't get the 900 because you didn't play season 9 well they'll have a jump process again the surge process to get you caught up i mean season of opulence you basically play through a quest and you're at 690 you're within 10 levels of the previous max so you don't need season to gain light level oh yeah that's true well, I think 
yeah, that's true. I think what he's saying too is if you've not been playing, but you can keep playing and skip season nine and you can still get those power jumps. I was answering as if like you just skip the season, you don't even play, you'd be behind. If you keep playing but you don't buy season nine, you could, you could, uh, you would need to be able to, you know, level up without. Now you might take longer because you don't have the new activities, but buddy. NKC says, if you have played on PS4 and now you want to move to Stadia, will your character move or will you be forced to start a new character? No, like literally that's what cross save is. It's, it saves it cross platform. The Senator, do you think cross save uh, coming players with seals and triumphs spread across different platforms or they be merged together? You're not going to be able to merge your characters at all. So no, you're going to pick one account and that's your account if you want to do cross save. Uh, the Shinio. So, I've been here since the start of D1 and D2, and now all the year one content, plus the game, that I spent $100 on is free for those who supported the game, and I get nothing. I mean, <clears throat> I try not to be dismissive of, of questions like this, because I feel like they're rooted in, in they're, they're rooted in something that isn't, like, informed. I don't want to use the word ignorance, because that, like, that passively insults the person asking the question, Okay. But this is really an uninformed question. So if you buy the brand new iPhone and you buy that iPhone in 2017 and you use that iPhone for two years and then in 2019, that iPhone is significantly cheaper. If you if you have a problem with that, again, I, I have to insult you. Like, I have to say you're being kind of stupid, right? I don't want to insult you, but you're being stupid. Like, you bought an iPhone and you used it for two years. The value of that item has depreciated over time and is now sold at a discount. So, again, I don't want to insult you, but that's just kind of... That's that's stupid. That's not a fair position. So, you bought Destiny and played it all this time, and they didn't. You got gear, played with that gear, had experiences. You know, like, especially... This question is prefaced, like, you open the question by saying, I've been here since the start of D1 and D2. That's thousands of hours of entertainment. So, when I get, let's imagine that I suddenly got into a game like World of Warcraft, and I got into it and it was free. And they were like, here you go, man, and here's a year's subscription, because we really want to get you into World of Warcraft. Somebody that has thousands of hours in World of Warcraft could be like, well, that's not fair, what do I get? Well, do you know what doesn't happen when I suddenly jump into World of Warcraft? My brain doesn't, like, download thousands of memories and thousands of experiences so I get to, like, relive those and think about those, like, in the Matrix or something. So, I I understand why people do this. They're like, well, what about me? And it's like, I don't understand why you would feel entitled to anything. That's just natural value depreciation of an item. Everything you buy goes down in value over time cars your cell phone if you want to buy captain marvel the minute the blu-ray comes out it's like 25 to 30 bucks and in two years it'll be in a bargain bin for ten dollars five bucks do you see like it's you that this is this this touches on every single element of existence in, in, in the economy. So like I said, I don't want to insult you. I'm trying to show you why, like, you might not be stupid, but it's a stupid position to hold. So for all eternity, 
iPhones, movies, video games should stay statically priced. That doesn't line up with reality. So everything you buy right now goes down in value over time and somebody can buy the car you bought two years ago cheaper um, because it's no longer the new shiny one you know the lot's trying to get rid of the 2017 models and they sell them for a lot t- a lot less so I, and, and another thing if you're a fan of destiny and you love this franchise and you want it to flourish having a big giant wide open awesome door for new guardians to come and play and enjoy the game that you love that's something that should be celebrated we don't want to stomp our feet and throw a hissy fit and a tantrum about this this is good for the game that you love that's more people potentially falling in love with the game and spending a little money and funneling revenue to Bungie which funds future projects which funds future content That's more people in the matchmaking funnel for Menagerie or any other piece of content that you may want to enjoy. So, I I hope a lot of people don't take this attitude. I believe this attitude could potentially be very dismissive and damaging. And uh, I think this this is a good thing for the game. And it's totally normal. This isn't like, oh, why is Bungie doing this? Everybody does this with literally everything you buy. Uh, cup, cap, What's that say? Sorry, it's really small on my screen. I'm not used to this game. Capra Demon Soul says, I haven't played Destiny 2 in six months. Why should I come back? If you want to, that's why. I don't know why you should come back, because I'm not you. I like playing Destiny all the time. Weekly, daily grind. Try to get the dopest stuff. Try to get all the stuff. That's just something I like to do. You may not be like me. Now, if you bypassed, you said six months. So you go back six months, January. So you tapped out around January. Well, Drifter probably wouldn't have brought you back, but I think Opulence can. I'm not going to try and convince people to come back to the game, but I'm just going to tell you this. Menagerie is one of the best PvE activities they've ever added to Destiny. Ever. It's great. And if you were playing in January, I assume you own the annual pass. I wouldn't think you were playing Forsaken September, October, November, December, and then January. So I would say you probably have the annual pass. Why not jump in and play? Eknor. What do people think of the old bosses as nightmares? Do you think these should affect all planets like Taken did? Well, yeah, that could be a cool way to do it. You could... um, They could bring back strikes from D1. It looked like Fogoth was in there. You could bring back a strike from D1 and say, you know, Sepix perfected is now Sepix the Haunted, and he's like a nightmare version of himself, and then you you replay that strike. What's good, Muscles? You would replay that strike. I don't know how much D1 content they're going to want to resurrect, though. they got to be careful. They've got to be careful. Why do I want to buy Shadowkeep, man? It looks like it's just a bunch of repackaged Destiny 1. So, <laughs> that could definitely be the posture and attitude of a lot of people if they if they decide to use too many strikes locations uh, and or enemies you know next question is from no lives you think the gun Eris is building in the trailer is the raid exotic it could mean that it could also mean that Eris is going to become an NPC 
that does something to guns or our guns or old guns. Like, she adds something to them because we're going to need her. There were some people saying, when she said, now you will know my torment, what if we start channeling dark powers and she helps us do it? Um, I think that might be reaching a little bit, but it could be her way of giving us darkness powers would be through weapons. Maybe she does something to our weapons to help us damage these enemies or something. Uh, she's the new Arms Week NPC. Yeah, it could be something like that. Weapon customization. Well, it could be like weapon augmentation. Maybe she has you getting weapons that that are that are meant to be augmented, not like every new, not every weapon that drops. Uh, or it could be a potential new modification system where you go to her and she helps you upgrade your weapon to do more damage to those NPCs. Because if they're going the route of MMO, RPG, and grind, this is how they would make you leave those weapons behind. Midnight Coup would not be upgradable. You couldn't add this new damage structure to it, but you'd need it because there's new enemy threats. And so you'd be like, yeah, if you want to keep using those weapons, you sure can. You can infuse them up, no problem. Take them up to the new power levels. But with the new threat, these new enemies, this NPC here, she's going to help you augment those weapons to do more damage to those enemies, which, if you go into truly challenging content, we learned in the raid Crown of Sorrow, damage output and damage reception is massive. So... Uh, what do you think about no D3 news? It wasn't time to talk about Destiny 3. It wasn't. Now, there were very subtle hints to this. This is what I think is going on. I may do an entire video about this. I think right now what we are doing is we are experiencing what Division experienced with 1.8. They are building what Destiny should be like going forward. And when this is finished, when this process that we're going through now is finished, that's the foundation in the building blocks for Destiny 3. So when somebody says, what are they doing for Destiny 3? I believe they're building Destiny 3 right now and they're doing it in Destiny 2 first. They're, they're creating that foundational, those foundational building blocks. That's what I think. And, and Luke... Luke Smith had a couple lines in there that I'm like, I think he's hinting at and talking about Destiny 3. This is this is there this is not where we're gonna end up or stay. We're going somewhere. This is this is where we're headed. This is where they want to take the game. You know. Uh Stevie, if you got a job at Bungie, what team would you want to work with uh for content? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. I don't want to work for Bungie. I love them, but I love what I do. <laughs> I would come out and consult. I would come out and consult about um, about big big vision, like structure, incentivization, the, the structure of like a loop, what it could look like, what it should feel like, spectrum. Spectrum and incentive are two big things I would want to talk to them about. Um, what what are your thoughts on difficulty spectrum? How do you land on the spectrum of player? Menagerie is a great solution. How do we how do we put this in more places? Incentive is a huge thing. What's the driver? Why do I care about these weapons if they basically have the same perks as weapons I've been using for the last six months? How do you get me to move? How do you promote my action in the game? So the that would be what I'd want to consult on. Not necessarily like raid design and mechanics and stuff like that. I don't want to get down in the nitty gritty. I'm a more I'm a more visionary, big picture guy. I'm not a details oriented guy. 
Fab uh, Fabragasic says, I missed the stream. Is there somewhere I can rewatch it? Yeah, twitch.tv slash Bungie will have the full VOD. R. Tyler Lynn, any bosses that you wouldn't want to see as a nightmare? Like maybe them coming back taints the memory or just frick that guy. I don't want to fight him like Skolas. I think the more you hate a boss, sometimes the better it is that they come back. Because <laughs> uh, I saw Ala Cool. That's still one of my favorite moments in Destiny. Is I was playing through the the Forsake, I'm sorry, the Taken King campaign, and you go on that Ala Cool, the Dark Blade strike, and you drop down into that room, and it's totally dark. And and this is why Eris Morn is so effective. She like whispers in your ear. She's like Ala Cool. He is hunting you. And you're like, the Dark Blade, or whatever. She says it a couple different ways. There's a couple different versions of it. And then you hear like, he's like walking around. That is, <laughs> that is one of the best, that is one of the best sequences in, in Destiny. It was so well done. And so I love, I would love the idea about more bosses coming back. The, you know, the, I don't have any, the only boss I, I hated and wanted to like, I want to like rip my hair out had more to do with taking spam than the boss itself. Having the, the black spindle guy, like you would get in that doorway and he would just continually do that, that black taken ball captain attack over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over, and over again. And I, I hated it. Other than that, that's ability spam though. That's not the same. The, all the bosses I think are enjoyable in their own right. Um, and sometimes we don't we don't go back to bosses. I reference the Panoptes fight a lot. I feel like that fight could have could have done with a, a heroic treatment, you know. Laser A. What will happen to enhanced armor perks? No idea. They didn't say. Wordy. I know I was in no way on purpose, but a while back you floated the idea of seasonal perks that work for a single system, but they are doing exactly that with seasonal skill trees. Way to abuse your time stone again. <laughs> listen, listen. I if if Bungie wants to use my ideas, I I don't want royalties. I just want the game to be dope. So like, it, it, I crank out more ideas than they could probably ever implement. So I'm gonna get lucky sometimes. I'm gonna hit it right on the mark. They're gonna do something that's exactly what I suggested. They're gonna do things that are that are versions of what I suggested. But it's kinda not fair, because I sit here all day, every day, and you guys ask about every aspect of the game, and I just make suggestion after suggestion after suggestion. And so, I'm, I don't care if they implement the ideas. Like, I don't, nobody needs to put a footnote and say, we got this idea from Sano to Rage. I mean, clearly after playing Forsaken and some of the other pieces of content, it's, it's, I'm not delusional. The conversations that we had here got around on YouTube, got around on Twitter, got around on Reddit. I've gone to Reddit and seen literally my ideas almost verbatim as a post on Reddit and everybody like gives it up votes. I'm not stupid. I know people watch a video and then make a post and steal the idea and get a bunch of karma. I don't give a frick. To me, if the game improves and we get dope stuff, that's all that matters. I don't have the conversations so that I can get, like, credit somewhere. There's not some book, there's not some wall of fame where they can put my dumb face and my name next to an idea. I love the game so much. I think about every aspect of it, and just one of the outpourings of that is that I just constantly promote ideas that I think would improve the game significantly. So, Codeman. 
So, do I have to buy D2 on all platforms? Oh man, I'm not answering those anymore. Do you know who the character combination over PC and console will work? Oh, probably how? No, the flow hasn't been outlined yet. It'll probably be something you do on Bungie.net though. I, I, I don't know if the flow will be in-game. Wordy. Do you think Datto should have asked about Master Records, or would that have been a wet blanket on the stream? It would have been a wet blanket. That's that, that's too down in the minutia, right? They're casting a vision for the future of the game, where they want to go, and what they want to do. And you don't want to be like, okay, so on this one map, I can like get in a spot and they can't shoot me. So are you guys going to do something about that? Like that's just, you're getting way down into the specifics. And that's not the time for that. And it's also, like you said, like a wet blanket. Like, we don't need to bring up the sore subject of enhancement cores on this freaking stream. That's not the point of the stream. This is not meant to be like a, a gotcha moment. You know, like Dad was like, <laughs> they told me not to ask about this, but uh, community has been very seasonally and rhythmically upset about enhancement cores. Seems to come back every time there's a level increase. What are you guys doing about that? Like, you know, I, that w- it wasn't the time for that. And if they're going to leave them in there, then there could be other systems at play in the future that are going to be attached to them. What I've been saying up to this point is one of the reasons that they've been stubborn about enhancement cores is there are systems that are going to be put in place in September that are attached to it and it won't be as painful. And the last thing they want to do is, oh, let's take enhancement cores out of infusion and then they have to put them back in. That would be worse. But if, if, Let's say there's a team working on a project for the internal leveling and infusion economy, and that team has been working on those solutions for September, okay? That team is working within a framework that you can't pull enhancement cores out of. And so for them to take them out now, only for them to come back in in September, wouldn't go over very well. But if the closer we get to... The closer we get to Shadowkeep, if they can say... By the way, we've made significant improvements and updates to quality of life for infusion and leveling so that you feel like you're more in control of what's going on. Then we're not going to care that enhancement cores are going to be in there. We're going to celebrate those systemic changes. Now, I'm speculating here. I'm just giving you a window into why they might not want to change it. They're like, dude, you look, we get it. The community's mad about that, but... We have a long-term solution for enhancement cores that we've been working on, and you can't take them out. It's a part of what we've been working on for the last three months. So that would be my my theory as to why they're not going to do anything and why we should be okay with it for now, because even if they're giving us short-term solutions like gunsmith bounties, okay? Gunsmith bounties, that's nice. You know, you... You, you have a way of getting more and you have a way of getting more on a daily and weekly basis and I, I it's it's a bummer they took scrapper bounties out I feel like scrapper bounties probably should have just been left in because you don't ever want to sully your addition with the subtraction like well we did this addition to make things better but we simultaneously also took some things away so like the net ad doesn't feel like it's as strong you know the the net the net addition feels weaker when you do that like maybe they shouldn't have done that but i can have the patience to say you know i can have the patience to say let's give them time let's let's see if they've got true long-term solutions and let's see how opulence plays out with respect to enhancement cores because this this opulence may play out and the biggest frustration is going to be is going to be RNG in the leveling. Enhancement cores may not hit a fever pitch again because it's 
it's so easy to get them now. It's so easy to get them now. I think the main question with people is, are you going to streamline leveling? Because if the spirit of, as I said before, if the spirit of the new light, Destiny 2 new light system, is to just get people into the content, then I would think that they would want to permeate that that spirit and that philosophy into the rest of the game and take the leveling and, re, and re, rework it. But if you're getting enough enhancement cores every week from the couple of dailies and the weeklies from the gunsmith, as well as spider stuff, and buying them, and getting them from dismantles, then more than likely enhancement cores may become a non-issue. And maybe, I mean, I don't know everything. Bungie is, in many ways, they're going to be smarter than me when it comes to this stuff. Sometimes it seems like we know everything, right? We're the player. We know how everything should go. But Bungie can see down the road and say, well, in two or three months, opulence is going to get rolling. Enhancement cores is not going to be the complaint with these systems in place. People will get plenty. So it doesn't mean leveling is good, though. Leveling is still bad, I think. We experienced it in during the grind and raid prep. Sunfire, since they said they're an action MMO now, do you think they will go back to D1 subclass paths? Also, what about those finishing blows? I'm not really sure I understand the finishing blows. If it's a if it's a melee thing or like a new thing we can do, I wasn't quite clear on what those were, but they also indicated there's going to be more depth in the, 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 like the abilities and subclasses and stuff. Luke Smith indicated that. He said that there was a lot more to choose from in D1 on your character with like the classes. And then he brought up tier 12. So. Ice Dog. With the newly, uh, with the new news on their goals for expanding D2... Do you think that we will ever see D3? I've already answered this question. I don't, you're asking, will, or at the very least, be, at the very least, Bungie becoming more of a gearbox? We won't see D3 for several years. I think a, a challenge that's not going to go away, that's going to be around forever, is that they have to maintain the existing game while building the next game, and. That challenge isn't going to go away, but the more time they have to build Destiny 3, if it's being built in like the background by a smaller team or whatever, th- these these systems that they're putting in place with the depth and the grind and everything adds more life to all future content. So if they do, if they pull off a lot of what they showed us in the video and we spend September and the months that follow finding the grind to be more in-depth and take more time. Anytime a new season lands and there's new stuff, all that grind and that investment is attached to that new stuff. So it, it, it injects longevity automatically. So they might be able to slowly but surely give us less, but we won't know that they're giving us less because they've added so much substance and depth depth was a big theme in Luke Smith's vocabulary if they're able to increase the depth then quantity can go down and the depth the systemic depth is in place and that would free them up to slowly start maybe siphoning people off to build D3 I 
Luke Smith used an awful lot of language to indicate that there is a future. There is something beyond Destiny 2. I, I don't have any direct quotes right now, but I could go back and watch the stream and be like, that right there. He's not talking about Destiny 2. He's talking about beyond Destiny 2. So we'll have to wait and see, but I would think what they outlined in this video today, this stream, it gives me more confidence in that Destiny 3 will not land next year. It will land 2021. Next year, they'll do what they just did again. Maybe they're tucking the Dreadnought away that long. They could really tuck that away and save it. We're going to the moon. I mean, when's the Dreadnought showing up? We don't know. Now, it could be Dreadnought could be a part of this DLC because in Forsaken, we went to the Tangled Shore and the Dreaming City. And in Shadowkeep, we could go to the moon and the Dreadnought. You could have two uh, two locations. So, Victor Mayhem. How do you think New Light will work for players like myself who quit playing before Forsaken? Um, I, I would think that New Light has nothing to do with you, but New Light means that there are going to be systems in place for people to hit 750 really fast in September, I would think. They're not going to tell you to start over with a brand new Guardian and run through a bunch of, like, hoop jumping and hurdle jumping, and then, ta-da, you're, you're 750. I would think there's going to be something in the game. They already have that right now, right? Opulence has a quest that just gets you to 690. So, there'll be systems like that in place. They're making it clear that that's something... That's a feature now of Destiny, is that if you fall behind and you've not been playing and you jump back in, they have systems in place for you to catch up. That's true now, and I'm certain it'll be true in September. Black Rain says, After watching the Bungie stream, is it safe to say that Activision was more to blame for some of the practices that were implemented? I don't think Activision was the big bad boogeyman. I think some of the shade was thrown at Sony. Um when they you know they said there were reasons they couldn't do cross save but it was clear that there was a there was something there was something off in their relationship with Activision now i don't think that means that like Activision was coming in and cracking the whip and 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 ruining destiny i think sometimes we we want we want a scapegoat come Stuff like this is complex and nuanced. You know, development struggles and delivering and production and everything, it's a complex problem. And I don't think we can turn around and look at Destiny 2 Vanilla and everything we know about development and philosophy and be like, this was Activision's fault. I, I, I think Activision played a part, and I think there was probably... There were probably moments in time where they wanted to make shifts and changes and vision changes and they couldn't and now they can I don't think we can turn around then and say well Destiny 2 Vanilla was boring and bland and double primary that's clearly all Activision's fault right so I don't I just I don't think that that again I think these problems are far more complex and nuanced than we make them next question has Bungie fixed leveling in Destiny nope it's the that enhancement cores are easier to get now but leveling can still be kind of beleaguered and slowed down by RNG Um, and we're still periodically dropping frames but it's really quick guys sorry Uh, more than likely just the hotel internet fluctuating a little bit it's been rock solid for most of the stream and I appreciate you guys staying with me 
J2J squared. So if we play on multiple platforms right now and we want to play over the summer, don't we kind of have to choose a platform right now? Well, yeah, I mean, I would choose one to kind of dedicate yourself to if you're grinding for certain items or certain gear sets that you want to make sure you have in the future, certain triumphs or certain, you know, achievements. I would say, yeah, you're going to want to pick one to really dedicate yourself to. Like, don't run yourself ragged over the summer trying to get 1K voices on the PlayStation when you know you're probably not going to make that your main account or wherever, whichever platform you choose. Whatever platform you, you're, you're, if you're confident you're not going to make like Xbox your main account, then don't like burn yourself out grinding for a god roll over the summer unless you just want to pass the time. I mean, I, I wouldn't do that to yourself. I would dedicate to one now. If I purchase Destiny 2 Shadowkeep on Steam, do I get Forsaken included? No. No, because it's not. They're, they're, they'll probably sell a bundle. They'll probably sell a bundle, but Shadow Keep is not a bundle. Shadow Keep is thirty five dollars, and you're buying Shadow Keep. Uh, my cousin Vizzy, why am I getting non menagerie gear out of menagerie? I gotten Dreaming City gear, and one of my buddies got Crucible gear. I'm not sure why that's work. Why it's functioning that way? We're gonna have to wait and see if the recipes get more in depth. Because it does seem like you dictate the weapon type, but not the actual weapon itself. And I didn't think that's how it was going to work. I think once you get more runes, then you can pick specific menagerie pieces of gear. Like, you don't have the runes needed, so you're picking type instead of the actual gun itself. Um, I, I think as you upgrade it, you're supposed to get more runes and then be maybe guaranteed a menagerie gun. Um... You have to crack the correct RPM to match the menagerie weapon. Okay, so it sounds like somebody's saying, not true. Shadowkeep is a bundle right now on Steam. You get Destiny 2, Warmind, and Osiris. Okay, but the question, Durnos, his question was about Forsaken. Do I get Forsaken? Okay. Destiny 2 is not being bundled with Shadowkeep with Warmind and Curse of Osiris. Like, I get that you're saying it's bundled, but it's not bundled because at that point in time in September, Destiny 2 New Light comes with Destiny 2 Vanilla, Curse, and Warmind for free. So it's not being bundled. Like, you're when you buy Shadowkeep, you're not getting those bundled, but those are literally free in September. Forsaken is going to need to probably be bundled with Shadowkeep for a certain amount of money, I would think. Five extra dollars, ten extra dollars, or something. Because Destiny 2 New Light does not come with Forsaken or Drifter... Forge and Opulence. It doesn't come with that. De- New Light is basically year one. And Curse and Warmind are basically year one. Curse and Warmind are pre-order bonuses, though. I mean, I think they're just trying to make it clear they're calling it a bonus, but let's be honest. It's not a bonus if it's free content in September. They're just wanting to make it clear to you, you don't have to go buy anything, any of that stuff. You're going to get that when you buy... When you're buying you know, Shadowkeep... You're getting the base game with year one stuff. Um, Luke said the bundle will be D2 Forsaken Annual Pass for 40. Huh. Next question from Lunden Bates. Do you think Shadowkeep will release with new light? Yeah, they're releasing at the same time, September 17th. By Hova, do you think D3 is more like two years away? Yeah, I already answered this. I, I think it I think it's potentially longer. It's it's not next year, but 2021. Psycho Star, considering Shadowkeep looks to be a D1 nostalgia expansion, what returning bosses would you like to see? Uh, Axis and Wrath of the Machine. Let me just run the whole Wrath of the Machine raid again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's do it. The Hand Samo, 
do you think the new annual pass will include reply, reprise old raids, Prison of Elders, since a lot of these old bad guys are coming back? Now, that's a pretty good theory. They could use some of that in the annual pass content. And since they're letting you buy it a la carte, maybe they would just let your nostalgia be the dictator there. Because you'd be like, I can't believe they're recycling content. But then you'd buy it anyway, because that content's fun as frick. And you'd be able to maybe get, you know re like new ideas on you know how those weapons and, and pieces of gear look and then obviously new experiences because it's you know it's a brand it's a brand new uh, it's brand new experience in some respects because you got new stuff now the uh, concealed with the next question what do you think the raid boss will be in shadow keep be a big baddie like orcs or crota it looked like it was going to be something with vex when they talked about the raid it looked like a vex environment um so somebody in chat saying with cross save implemented does this mean you'll come back and play Xbox one with some of your homies no I'll tell them to come play with me on PC <laughs> I'm not gonna downgrade to 30 FPS and bad FOV and get a headache you know get yourself a, a, a PC and come play with me on PC I'm not doing that I'm not downgrading <laughs> Jacer so do I have to buy D2 for PC for Xbox Cross Save, you'll have to buy the monetized content. If the base game itself is going to be free, you don't have to buy the base game, but you'll have to buy Forsaken probably. And you'll have to buy Shadowkeep on multiple platforms, I would think. Uh, Jay Maldo, will you have to make the purchases on different platforms to use Cross Save? Man, you guys were not even reading chat, I don't think. Everybody's asking the same question. Bmangs, with cross save, do you think you need to be purchased multiple copies? Literally the same question three times in a row. Uh, Nat Antium says, "Why didn't PS4 jump on board with cross save? They did. You missed the announcement. They literally 24 hours before this stream happened agreed to it. So two days ago, that's why all the leaks said no Sony. I think that I think that Bungie leaked the cross save thing. It got. I think they leaked it. Okay." They leaked cross save and then the Stadia announcement put even more pressure because Google's presentation said uh, cross save pending Sony approval. So they were already applying the uh, they were applying the pressure (laughs) origami. I see a lot of old stuff in the trailer. Do you think they are bringing back loads of D1 stuff, maybe even including legendaries or would you prefer that? Would you prefer rather completely new stuff? I gotta be honest, at this stage of the game, I, I'm open to both and would love lots of old stuff to come back. Shadow Price and the rest. I don't know. I love that stuff. Silix. I've heard a lot of referencing Season 8 as the new PvP season. Do you think we will have to wait until then to get something fresh in the Crucible? Yeah, you're not getting anything until September for the Crucible. Now, what are you getting between then and now? You're getting a conversation. They're willing to talk to us and they'll be doing streams and updates about the Crucible. But you're not going to get any th- any content. You're not going to get any, anything added to the game for PvP until September. I told people that. I tried to set that expectation a long time ago. Lords says, if you can level a weapon to the point it's almost as strong as an exotic, you think it's going to be problematic for balancing difficulty? So I was wrong when I said that, and so my video is going to be inaccurate. I hate when I do this. I They transitioned so quickly from weapons to that guy talking. He was talking about an artifact. Uh, I thought he was talking about a weapon. So weapons aren't going to get that deep. Now, adding stats and depth is coming. So, because Luke Smith indicated that, that doesn't mean that we're going to get legendaries at the level of an exotic, but.
but that level of depth is coming to weapons even if I reference the wrong the wrong segment to say what I said Sir Lancelot is new light coming September before September do you expect hard reset for Shadowkeep like taking King to refresh all of our gear I saw the Warmind Titan Crucible armor set while they showed footage of the moon I would love it if they reset us I hope they do concealed resubmitted who do you think will be the main villain in Shadowkeep do you speculate Savathun will be at the heart of the darkness speculate please so if Eris Morn did this by mistake it might not be the token antagonist she did it by mistake and she's like uh we got a problem over here and all these things are coming back this could be Savathun's the beginning of Savathun pulling some strings and, and creating deception in the universe by bringing these things back that were already once killed because they're nightmares there are fears what do we fear we fear they said they really are going with the psychological element uh, as far as that goes with the experience that seems to me that they would be then more open to Savathun being a background antagonist if it's more psychological London Bates says do you know what's a special edition of the new DLC No, I don't know any of that I thought it was free so do you need cross save with Google yeah that's that's essentially the 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 big springboard for this announcement was the stadia announcement so if you get stadia you can you can cross save and play with your characters over there david snake eyes ever since they announced the move to steam i've been wondering how they will tackle the forward slash join and invite no idea like your friends list and stuff i have no idea how they're going to import your friends list uh more cat do you hope the mechanic aspects of each boss is the same as the original fight, or do you want them to change? Oh, they'll definitely change and evolve it. There'll be there'll be there'll be clear similarities, but they'll change it. Ben Mac, what if I get loot from a DLC raid on PC and then I play on Xbox without the DLC with cross save? I don't know how they're going to handle that, my man. I would think they're going to tell you this item lacks the license to be used. So if you go into if you go on Xbox and you got a bunch of Forsaken weapons equipped, they'll probably be grayed out and they'll be like, you don't own Forsaken on this platform. Same thing will happen with Shadowkeep. You boot up Shadowkeep in September, get a bunch of dope new stuff from Shadowkeep and then you go play on Sony and Sony's like, you don't own Shadowkeep over here. You gotta own this for the licensing. Like, this is literally content that needs to be paid for on this platform. I've heard a lot of referencing Season 8 as the new PVC. Do you think they have to wait? Yeah, I already answered your question. Lord Zavar. In seasons, they typically release exotics and items. Skipping a season, would you be missing out on exotics in that long run? Not sure how they're going to do that. I have no idea. Because some exotics have been free. Some exotics were part of the annual pass. So I have no idea what how they'll do it. Senior Natata. So starting at max light means no more raid prep. Well, no, no, no. Listen to what they said now. Listen to what they said. You'll start at 750. 750 is max light right now. In September, there'll be a new max light. Probably 800 or 850. You're ready to jump right into the new content, but the new content includes a grind and potentially encounters that are at a new light level. So, Ryan Dixon, do you think crossplay will ever come? Crossplay at the moment, and Bungie's not going to want to talk about this publicly, but they did in the past crossplay 
can't be done because of the engine and the infrastructure in the background. It's peer-to-peer. You can't do cross-play peer-to-peer. The reason cross-play works with games with dedicated servers is because my character and my Xbox connection interfaces with the server, and so does yours. We're just interfacing with the same server so we can play together. In the event that they try to bring cross-play to Destiny, it's not really possible because you're on Xbox and I'm on PlayStation and we those those networks don't talk to each other and even if they do that doesn't mean the infrastructure would allow for that there could be latency there could be host to client resolutions that don't work as well cuz we just don't know how it all works in the background dedicated servers it's different cuz your host to client resolution netcode and all that data and all those background architectures it's literally between your Xbox and that dedicated server it has nothing to do with the, the other person that you're playing with Grim, Grim brother, what do you think about the finishing moves? I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't really have an opinion on those yet. I don't really know what they're for. They didn't. They just showed them. They looked cool, but there was like it was almost like they showed those because there's no new subclasses, or maybe they're attached to new attunements that will be new subclasses. I don't know. If crossplay comes, do you think console players will be at a disadvantage for gameplay? No because you initiate crossplay. So when you play on Fortnite, you're not in games. If you boot up on on Fortnite on your Xbox and you got 3 friends that are all Xbox, you do not get thrown into PC games to get shellacked by PC Fortnite players. But if you're on your Xbox and you join my lobby and I'm PC, we get thrown into a blended lobby. So like you only get thrown into a blended lobby if you initiate it in crossplay, how do you think finishing modes will work or be acquired? Well, something that they could be doing with finishing moves is something that I've talked about: digging down on an attunement and changing it and augmenting it. Like I said, you know, they could make you know knife trick function differently across four different characters and four different players because we choose to dig down into knife trick. And it could be that, like, you're going to pick an attunement. Each attunement has this new thing called a finishing move, which is your evolution of that attunement or the abilities on it. I don't know. URL's fighting. Uh, URL light's fading. Do you think if they embrace the MMO, that Destiny 3 will be more like a world of Destiny and just constant expansions of the world instead of completely new games? I have no idea, dude. I have no idea. They... I think that what they're doing now is the building blocks for Destiny 3. But that doesn't mean they're going to go to, you know, expansions of the world instead of completely new games. They could still say, this is a brand new, you know, game, and they call it Destiny 3 or whatever. Now, does that mean, I think you're asking about Beyond. Like, would they just call it destiny universe and then just always expand on that instead of saying oh here's destiny 3 and they expand on it and like five years later they do destiny 4 i don't honestly know raga says do you think they need to update the text at certain perks that show how they actually proc like the dynamo perk yeah this is this is good feedback because if they're going to go into the route of more stats on your armor then we need more information about how certain things work and how much they work. You know, when it says, you know, using this ability, uh, when you're wearing this armor piece, using your class ability causes your class ability to regen quicker. Okay, by how much and for how long? What does this mean? What what, what does this perk mean? I know what it does, but I don't know how, what, to what degree is it doing it? 
We would need some of that information. I agree with you. Diamond Panda. I have characters on both PS4 and PC. Do you think they will give us a choice of what characters? Yeah, you pick the main account. No lives. If it's confirmed that the new raid is in the Black Garden, and it's confirmed that we're fighting old raid bosses, and their Black Garden was supposed to be the original D1 raid area, do you think possibly we'll be fighting the original D1 raid boss that was scrapped? Or maybe the original story boss, but with new mechanics? Dude, I don't know. I can I mean, those all sound cool. Those all sound good. I don't really care. I don't really care, man. When they showed the Black Garden, I was like, "Awesome. We're going to go in there to fight the boss. That'll be very nostalgic and fun." I would think it'd be a whole new boss though. More cat. Do you think do you think with how much they are changing things in September that Destiny 3 is not going to happen? I've already answered the timing of Destiny 3 question a bunch. Bossy who do you think will be the main bad guy for the raid I don't know you guys are asking me to speculate about things there's just no way for me to know since they're allowing everyone to get D2 for free with some DLC do you think old gear and activities will get updated for example Escalation Protocol and its weapons that remains to be seen I think it would be unfortunate if Escalation Protocol and the Forge in Curse of Osiris and you know the Infinite Forest and the Blind Well if these items never see any repurposing or reuse that'll be unfortunate light leap I have a more somber look on the expansion I feel like Bungie is going to add more and more mini games than expanding on the core story with its releases also to extend the life of the game I'm sure gameplay wise it will be good but movie wise we will see continuous oh will we see continuous story what is your take on that well you're it sounds like you're concerned about once we get beyond uh, shadow keep because what we saw of how they're expanding the story in Shadowkeep, I think, looks really, really good. It sounds like you're concerned about, well, what about beyond that? They're just going to be adding, like, many seasons that don't do much for the story. I actually think between the Dreaming City cutscenes with, with Mara Sav and the Drifter cutscenes, I feel like we've gotten pretty good story injections. They've not just completely abandoned us. So, and I'm okay with that. Because I, I still feel that the crux of this game and its primary value comes from the loot chase, the grind, you know, staying in that, staying in there. Shad uh, Berserker. They referenced our characters as monster hunters, monster killing machines, to be specific, instead of guardians. Do you think that was on purpose? Do you think the focus on characters as heroes is changing? Well, I think they went with monster killing machines because and that was a buzzword they used it quite a bit I think they want to convey that they want you to be in the end game feeling powerful and chasing power instead of feeling like there's this we're guardians of light and we have the vanguard and we're trying to do the right thing it's like no you're a you're a monster killing machine you know, you're a tool for physical violence. You know, maybe Zer had it right all along. You're just a tool for violence. And that your mission is to become stronger and stronger about it. Like, that's your agency in the universe. You bring about order from the chaos. You bring about light in the darkness. But you do it by being a monster-killing machine. You're the weapon they pull out of the box when the big things are too big. Grim Brother, do you think... The finishing moves will be like a combination of assassinations and Halo. I have no idea, dude. And that 
is the final question. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap the Q&A there. You guys can keep talking with me. I'm not shutting down the stream, but I want to wrap this for the people that listen and watch later. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash Rage. as well as all my content. I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.